the beginning of the podcast. It's a holiday, so I'm a little nervous that I'm going to be visited by a special guest. Hi Dan- there! Oh, goodness gracious. It's me, Squirrel Danny! <laughs> Hello, Squirrel Danny. I'm a squirrel! I gathered as much. I live in the earth, just like you! Don't you live in a tree? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess the tree is part of the earth. I'm just here because I was wondering, do you think Reliant K is done? (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday to you, Happy birthday to you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Sadie Hawkins Pod. Hello, happy Earth Day. Happy Earth Day. We're over here out by a mountain stream on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) You can pick that up? You can hear it? Yeah. Well, I can. If you're not wearing headphones, you might not be able to hear it. If you're wearing headphones, hopefully you can hear it. There's some birds chirping and the wind rustling, and it's lovely. Yeah. We're looking at a beautiful mountain and a lake. Well, you are. I'm looking at our parking lot. I'm facing (laughs) the other direction. So, yes, this week we're talking about the Reliant K song, Happy Earth Day. And if you were following us on social media, like about a week ago, I was implying heavily that we were going to do Africa. The case for karaoke track, obviously originally performed by Toto. That was one of the case for karaoke tracks that we want to do not as a Patreon, but at, at patreon.com slash cityhawkinspod. But... Then I found out, oh, wait, Earth Day's this week. So we put it up to a vote for people on Twitter and Instagram. And let's see. I mean, if... Clearly, we know who the winner is. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) But I'm just curious. It was was not... I wouldn't call it a Just kidding. We're doing Africa this week. So 30 votes for for us to do Happy Earth Day and 15 votes for us to do Africa. So pretty close pretty close on instagram and then um similar results over on twitter 30 percent said we should do africa and 70 percent said we should do happy earth day yeah, so, so we're doing more than happy double earth over day. there yeah. yeah nice and then reliable josh had a good I mean, that's what we're calling him i don't think he calls himself reliable josh but it makes sense if we say reliable josh everyone knows we're talking about josh mcterrigan from Reliable J podcast. He said, "Well, Africa is part of the Earth. It's true. Yeah, so and that it, is a they fact. They talk about rain and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. Bless the rains. But we're here talking about Earth Day. Any top of the show business? Yes, we do have top of the show business. So after we talked about Vinyl Countdown last week, we got multiple people contacting us. Two people, which is which is by definition multiple." <laughs> We got multiple people contacting us with their pictures of owning the actual 2003 Vinyl Countdown pressing. So thanks to Greg, who is at this Greg, and Roby990, R-O-B-E-E-990. They both sent us pictures of their copies of the 2003 Vinyl Countdown. Nice. And... uh, Robbie 990 turned out to be a friend of Derek's. Derek, who uploaded 
his ripped copy, his ripped copy. Oh, gotcha. I nice. guess they both have a copy then? Now I'm confused. I guess they both must have a copy of the 2000. Sure, you go to the same show, you pick it up. Yeah, so uh, Derek got back to us and he emailed us a brand new rip that he just made because he said that he actually put a noise reducer on oh, his nice. rip of the 2003 EP that he put online. And he right. said that maybe wasn't a good idea because it took out some of the mids in the oh, version yeah. that he uploaded so he uploaded just a raw flat out well he didn't upload it yet he sent us a zip file of just a raw directly to digital recording a rip of the 2003 album so we'll check that out sometime in the future maybe when we do um we're nothing without you cool yep so thanks to both of them for all three of them actually to greg robbie 990 and derek for all their feedback on the vinyl. Um, I guess that's all. I'm sitting here business. playing with a button that I have where back in high school, I got a button maker and was really excited about making my own buttons. And I made a Reliant K one. And it's like a super awkward it's crop. A <laughs> it's Yeah, it's a one inch round button. Um, the, which is like a safety pin that you hook into this like plastic thing that sticks into the back. It's very uh, janky. Oh, yeah. And it has, it says Reliant K, and that part's centered. And then you see Tyson's face right in the middle. I'm pretty sure this is the cover of the Pirates Who Don't Do Anything yeah, single. Is. Yeah, and so you see a little bit of, of, I think, Brian's face on the side and a little of maybe Hoops' hair over here. But, yeah, it's a very awkward cropping, but it gets the point across. Reliant K. It's so odd because we've we established when we already did, we've already done the whole... VeggieTales EP. We've done both songs on there, Breakdown and Pirates Don't Do Anything, and you had, like, no care or, like, <laughs> previous knowledge of VeggieTales, and yet you made a button out of the cover of the EP. I don't know. I must have just liked the picture, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> then, like, it does here, seem like an odd you get, choice. <laughs> it's, um, so on the top of the button, you get just a little bit of Larry's beard right. as a pirate. <laughs> and, like, nothing much else. I did like that EP, though. So, I mean, yeah. It's funny. Um, so, we do still have tons of voicemails going back weeks. Uh, we got one, two, three, four, five from Daniel over the course of many weeks. And we've got one from Connor. So, we'll play Connor because I feel like he might have been waiting for a little bit. Yeah. So, here we go. Here's Connor's voicemail. Hey, Danny and Jess. This is Connor Daddy. <laughs> again um yeah I, it's been a while since i've called in uh and it's because i've been catching up on the podcast because i haven't had time to listen because i was on paternity leave because no, I, I had a baby oh well congrats congrats, congrats. on the new baby so um i'm finally getting caught up again um and i i'm calling in the day that vinyl countdown is coming up um but as you were talking about like uh be my escape and everything um it was really interesting hearing y'all talk about, uh, like, the, is it about God, is it about a girl, or whatever, thing and everything, and specifically hearing Jeff say that the final line of, like, the outro is, like, the most secular line of the song. That was really interesting for me to hear y'all say that, because um, maybe it's just the way English language works and is stupid and everything. But when he says, all I was trying to do was save my own skin, but so were you, I always interpreted it, interpreted it as 
all I was trying to do was save my own skin, but you were also trying to save me. So, which... <laughs> well, this is what we keep... Because <laughs> who was it last week? It was Joel. Joel sent us the same basic idea in a voicemail. So we're just catching up. <laughs> yeah, we get it. We were we wrong. We get it now. We were wrong, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the thing is, I guess Joel didn't say this is kind of the way the English language works. But yeah, Connor's making the point here of like, sometimes... Aside from the fact that pronouns are malleable to a Christian pop artist where they can use them to confuse you if it's about a guy, <laughs> uh, sorry, if, if it's about a girl or, or God right. or a guy, <laughs> whatever. Um, yeah, pronouns can also be confusing in sentence form when you're not sure which party you're talking about, first, second, or third party in the context of the narration. Whatever boats your float. <laughs> exactly with that kind of interpretation would be like more directed at God than a person, I think. Well, I mean, I guess it still could be read either way. That's kind of the point of all of Matt Teeson's songs like this. But I don't know. I thought that was just an interesting way of hearing other people hear it. English is a dumb language, and I feel like it can be misinterpreted a lot of ways because it's dumb. I probably was hearing it wrong my whole life. But, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um Still loving all the shows and everything. Glad we finally got to the big ones. Um, and I will call back later. Thanks for all you guys doing. Uh, talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for the call, Connor New Daddy. <laughs> I can't believe I didn't think of that. That's perfect. See, I'm training you well. Excuse me? Excuse me? <laughs> well, I'm the one. You who... want a girl that you can train? What? <laughs> Aren't I usually nope. the one who comes up with puns and stuff? Nope, you're not getting out of here. <laughs> Keep digging that that hole to the no, center of I, the earth on Earth Day. I know you're clever too. Thanks, Jesus! <laughs> wow, wow! Can we try this again? Holy shit! Okay, hold on. No, I'm gonna put. No, we're putting that in. Hey. Hey, some of no, no, my no. best stuff I give to you because I hate social media. So I'm just like, Dan, here, take this. Do what you will with you're it. You're right. You're right. Look at you attacking women <laughs> on the Mother Earth's Day. Exactly. That's what I was thinking. Like, this is the day for women and, and, and it's national. Wait, I'm nope, so out of it It's now. not National Women's Day. <laughs> that already passed. <laughs> As last month. Any other top of the show business, Dan? No. <laughs> I feel horrible for taking credit. I'm always the jokester, and you're right. You give me all these good jokes, and I take it, take them and post them on things. I don't know. I feel horrible. I feel horrible. <laughs> well, no, we do have more voicemails. Hold on one oh, second. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, I was ready to jump into my notes. So here's one from Daniel. I feel like today might be a good day to catch up on some voicemails, since this is such a small song. Relatively speaking to the whole catalog of Reliant K. Here's Daniel. What's up, guys? It's Daniel. Uh, trying to squeeze this in right before you record, even though I have a feeling it'll probably get pushed to the next one anyway, because I've left like a million voicemails since the last time. But uh, yeah, just some thoughts on uh, last episode. Uh, final countdown, the song is actually like kind of one of my favorite Reliant K songs. Like, I, I like it musically, but I think lyrically, it's actually, to me, it's like one of the most quintessential 
Matt Thiessen lyric examples I can think of, just the, the wittiness of it um, and, like, inventing – or not really inventing, but, like, making up the word arsony, which is arson and larceny. So, like, arson being, you know, burning something, a la burning a CD, and then um, larceny, stealing something. So, like, when you burn music and steal it, I don't know. Oh, wait, I don't think we realized that. Is arsony wasn't a real word when he said it? Because I, I just took it for granted. You know when he says, and after all that arsony? Yeah. When he Because he's talking about, uh, you know, he's talking about burning all the CDs, so after all that arsony. Oh, yeah, I guess it's not a real oh, word. Oh, yeah. That it's just arson. Arson. That's so funny. Yeah, I never realized that. And that is like larceny because if you're getting CDs illegally, mm-hmm. you're also stealing them and you're committing larceny, arsony. That's that's a really good point that I didn't think of. See, Daniel, I've trained you so well. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm never going to live that down. I'm never going to live that down. Uh, look at me. I'm Mr. Jokester. I'm Mr. Jo- that's, that was the greatest joke of all, me claiming credit for the fact that you had a great pun. I thought that was pretty genius, um, and just the the snappiness of it. Just the I like when lyrics are like really rapid fire, um, and you have to actually kind of like really listen hard to to hear to pick up on all the jokes that he's putting in there. But uh, I know it's not like his deepest song or anything, um, and at this point it's pretty outdated uh, because everybody is in the vinyl. But I don't know. It's just uh, when I think of like what I like about. Reliant K, like, that's really one of the things. Um, and then uh, Lotan from uh, the uh, Mono vs. Stereo guy. Yeah, just uh, the insight that uh, We're Nothing Without You was originally a To Us song that didn't make it. That's pretty fascinating, and I'm kind of bummed about that because I was a little bit disappointed when To Us first came out um i was like oh there's more like kind of slower stuff on here like i don't really know about this like i want the fast like punk rock stuff and that song is extremely fast um and so especially if it had been on that album instead of like a falling out or uh you know one of just one of the slower songs or something i think i would have uh been a lot more on board with that album when it first came out obviously i love it but like um yeah it was just was i was like slightly disappointed in it so um but it was not and uh i was on burden b-side so all right have a good one guys yeah we had a great reaction to our interview with brad moist from goatee records and mono versus stereo jessica still hasn't I'm about to bus toss you again after wow. I'm already... <laughs> wow. This is going horrible. Can we start wow. again? Wow. <laughs> I have not, unfortunately, listened to the interview yet. Oh. I was supposed to be there, and unfortunately, I had to have a little medical procedure, and so I was resting afterwards and wasn't feeling quite up to the interview. The medical procedure you should have is having me surgically removed from your life because I'm I'm so awful. I'm so awful today and I'm not even trying to be. Man, imagine if you were actually trying. <laughs> I was trying to be awful. Yeah. Oh, that reminds me of the, the observation. So Jessica and I have recently been watching a lot of like 90s late night television, like Leno and Letterman and Conan clips. 
because uh, we actually talked about it on the podcast a, little, a couple episodes ago, but we watched The Late Night, or what's it called? The Late Shift? Or, I don't remember. The, the television movie that was about Leno and Letterman fighting for The Tonight Show spot. We watched that HBO movie that was, you know, a narrative film played by actors. And from that, we've been watching all these YouTube clips of Conan and Letterman and Leno. I had this observation because Conan O'Brien is definitely like an acquired taste to most people. Like most people. Oh, just like you. Well, yes. Thank you. I I have no problem with you stealing the punchline because I've already been so awful today. But the joke was because we heard from one of our, one of our top five listeners that a friend of theirs they shared the show with was like, Danny's a bit much. You know what I mean? So I realized, I realized I'm the Conan O'Brien of this show. I'm 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 a bit much at times. And Jessica is the Andy Richter because you balance me out for a lot of people, I'm sure. I'm sure the fact that and you give me credit just your being here. Because we're so many people who are annoyed with Conan O'Brien, just the fact that Andy Richter is there, it kind of balances out his presence for a lot of people and makes him more bearable. Sure, plus I'm blonde, you have red hair. <laughs> exactly. I'm Irish. Yeah. You're German? What is Richter? I have no idea. I have no idea. And you're not German either. No. And the other way it works out is that uh, the way you're Andy Richter is that no one would ever want to watch you do this on your own. Any <laughs> other voicemails? No, no more voicemails. So, hey, hey, babe, happy Earth Day. The Earth Day live stream is my favorite. <laughs> the rendition of Air for Free on there is like... Oh, so good. Just like the piano and the guitar with the soft rain coming down and the birds chirping. It's wonderful. Like cars pass through puddles every now and then. It's just such a really nice, like, little pick-me-up when you're, when you're feeling down. It's a nice, nice live stream to go check out. Yeah, I knew that you loved this Earth Day live stream because early in the podcast, when it had nothing to do with the particular song we were talking about, you just, you as an aside, you were like, hey, I just discovered this Earth Day stream, and it's amazing, it sounds beautiful, and uh, I always, whenever I come across it in YouTube deep dives, I'm always like, there's Jessica's live stream. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think they must have, oh, did you realize this? I, I from actually Googling, or from actually going on YouTube and typing in Reliant K Earth Day, and very little comes up. Only like five full videos come up. Um, there's a little section of just them performing the song Air for Free at the Earth Day live stream. And in the video, you get two angles. Because I think, did you, I didn't realize this. Yeah, there's two phones going. Right, okay. I don't think I realized there's that a, There's the one this, that's running this. YouTube and the other one that's doing uh, Facebook. Oh, okay. So someone took the Facebook. I think, or maybe it was Instagram a different or Instagram something. something. Yeah. The one one of them they couldn't get to work. Gotcha. The one that's on YouTube is definitely was streamed live to YouTube and then just archived there immediately. Right. It's not like they did the live stream and then it was uploaded later because it says, it says it has that, that little description stamp of saying this was originally live streamed mm-hmm. and this is the f- final archive. But then someone went and took air for free from both angles and uploaded them in the same video, which was easy to do since they're both camera aspect, uh, phone aspect ratio. They just put them side by side. So I don't think I'd ever really realized that. Maybe I had. Maybe you said it and I wasn't listening to you because I'm awful. 
So they recorded this track and the subsequent live stream around the same time that they were releasing all of the holiday EPs. Um, And I think that this is the last thing they released as a band. Yeah, I think so. I think this is... I think this comes out... I always get confused on Look On Up, and you corrected me today about it. I was like, wasn't Look On Up the last thing? And you're like, no, that came up before Air For Free. And I always get confused that Look On Up did come out a couple months before Air For Free. And then there's the holiday EPs, and um, Valentine's Day would be... The Valentine's Day EP would be the last one of those. And then this would be the last new song that came out. It gets a little confusing because on YouTube, the official YouTube upload by Reliant K is from last year. Right. But the song comes out in 2017. Yes. Yeah. Over the past year, they've been really active on their YouTube, like finally uploading a lot of stuff that wasn't there before. Right. Like the way they did the live album stuff. Yeah. Which was kind of a tease, because if you knew the live albums were originally vinyl-only exclusives and had never officially been on YouTube, like in the early days of our podcast... I had to rely on people's vinyl rips, and some of them sounded really bad. Hey, you know, giving credit to Derek, while his YouTube upload of the vinyl rip of Final Countdown might have missed some mids or whatever, there's a there was a vinyl upload of one of the live vinyls on SoundCloud that sounded awful. It sounded like it was coming from down the hallway, and I was like, <laughs> I just can't use this for the podcast. But then they started uploading to the YouTube channel, and when they finished, they said, hey, the whole thing's on Spotify now. Which reminds me, this song isn't on Spotify, right? No, this I don't think so. This song's on Spotify. I wonder if it's even still on. I'm going to look right now on the iTunes store and see if it's there. Um... This was like a free download or something at the time. Um, It was not like a streaming thing. I don't think, I think, I don't remember if you had to get it from the Reliant K website or where you got it from, but I recall that I don't believe it was on any any other, it wasn't released in any other capacity. Some YouTuber uploaded it to their own page yeah and then they were like here's a link to download it and i wasn't sure if that's the original official link i i think i think it might be okay so yeah this is kind of just a mysterious like little if if reliant k did never come back which they are they're coming back someday (laughs) but if they did never come back this would be the last thing like this kind of very reliant k of yeah (laughs) but it's such an odd little song like i don't have i don't even know what to say about it but it's just like it starts out with happy birthday to you but singing to the earth and then a little sort of symphonic you know pseudo symphonic beach boys-esque little like almost like an interlude in a pet sound style thing and then back to the happy birthday to you earth and then that's it it's it's definitely like a not a joke haha song, but it is kind of like a goof around song. Yeah, I only just today listened to the official audio for the first time. Oh, okay. I had only ever watched the live stream before and listened to it in the live stream. And I just really love, in both the live stream and in the um, the official version, that I love that echoey beach guitar. And, and I do love the production of the official audio. And I like feel like I've been missing out this whole time by not listening to it. Because you've got that almost like Marilyn JFK retro recording vibe with the happy birthday part. And then that beautiful swell of instruments in the middle. And like you said, yeah, giving off those like Beach Boys vibes, giving off that like forget and not slow down Oasis kind of meets air for free vibes. Right. 
So to confirm, this was according to Discogs, because Discogs does list digital only files. It'll actually, instead of saying CD or vinyl, it'll yeah, say that file. popped up in my deep dive. Yeah, Happy Earth Day by Reliant K was released on April twenty second, two thousand seventeen. Uh, so that's I that's I guess when Earth Day falls every year. So that was Earth Day twenty seventeen, and then it was released on YouTube by Reliant K themselves. On Earth Day 2020. And then here we are, Earth Day 2021, talking about it. And there are two different uh, official artworks for this as well. There's the first one, which I think more people, if you've looked into the song, are probably familiar with. And that's this, like, portrait mode. It's that it's that awful portrait mode that, like, I don't think people really like on their iPhones. Although I don't know if that's literally what's happening here. But it's, it's Tyson in a tank top. With his like fist with his, up, with his fist like with his fist up. I always thought he had his up arm and behind, kind of. It's kind of confusing to tell what he's doing. Yeah, I, always... I think it's just a Photoshop, but it does look like that portrait mode where it's just like the color part is just like the outline of the person, and then the rest is just black. Yeah, it's like I don't know who uses that portrait mode on their iPhone to any sort of benefit because it's yeah. such an awful spotlight. Looking... I think is what it's called. Yeah. So, and this probably isn't. I, this must not be something like that. You're right, it must be Photoshop. But whenever I looked at this photo, I always thought Tyson had was his doing, hand... Was doing, like, jewelry modeling? Was doing jewelry... I just thought he had his... his wait, it's, it's his... Oh, shoot. I can't it's even not tell even, now. It's, it's, I believe it's his left, and it's not actually crossed over. It's on the same. No, it's his right. Oh, no, you're right. right. It is it's crossed his, over. I can't... Right. You're looking at it. I can't see it. Yeah, because it's... Because, <laughs> well, first of all, now that I'm looking way closer... I, you can't even see his fingers. It's almost like his fingers have been photoshopped off. Like I, I thought he was making, making a fist. fist. So what I thought was happening in this, before we look any deeper into this photo, what I thought was happening was Tyson had his right arm up and over his chest and was holding his left shoulder like he was hugging himself. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was basically like a picture. And he's he's got his eyes closed and he's got his face up. And I just thought it's like you're out. Yeah, no, it's not crossed over. He's like doing like a pump, like a like a woo, yeah, I'm yeah. doing awesome kind of thing. It's so I didn't realize what a uh, what a. It's weird art. Yeah, it's not it's it, when not you a... when you look at it quickly. It's it's like that. It's like that poster for Ready for uh, Ready Player One, where his leg is like super yeah. long as he's climbing. But you don't. You, you look at it. <laughs> and real they quick. weirdly put that on like the the release of Ready Player Two, yeah, and it was like what yeah. or the re-release of Ready Player One. Yeah. I think it was the second one. Is it not? I can't remember. It now. was the first one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so it's like that. It's like there's nothing. Nothing looks wrong with it until you look really close and you're like, what is happening with his hand? But yeah, his thumb. Well, the okay, you can't. I see love how fingers. you have nothing to say about the actual song, but everything to say about this album art. <laughs> I do. I really do. I'm sorry. <laughs> I I gave. I just exp- I explained the song from beginning to end, and that's like all I had to say about the song. It's cute <laughs> and all, but I got to talk about this art. So just looking at this, and you look at his arm. If it's coming from, if it's his, if it is his left arm, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's confusing because you can't see his fingers and you can barely see his knuckles. It's almost like the knuckles were photoshopped down and like, (laughs) so, but you see the way the curve of his hand implies that that's where his thumb is going to be on our right side. So that means he's doing, 
he's he's doing this. It Instead was definitely of, put together quickly. It does not have the same art as any oh, other right. EP would up. be. Yeah, you're right. The, the 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 highest point of his fist is on our right side, his left side. Yeah, there's so nothing reminiscent of any of the other holiday EPs. Like he, they could have just done like a you know an illustration of a tree or something, but instead they went with this very like unreliant K artwork. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's it's very kind of like seventies ish. You know what I mean? In a way, or, or like early 80s sure, kind of a thing. A little bit. He evokes that a little bit. And But the second most common official art is a way less debatable one, where it's just like a picture of a recycling can from, you know, a computer or, or a trash bin, depending on if you're Mac or PC. Yeah. And it's filled with some stuff. Now, I guess we could debate what's in there. I guess it's crumpled paper. I don't know if that's an official icon of any particular operating system or if it's like a one they bought off of a stock thing. I'm not going to dig that deep <laughs> into figuring out. I've seen many memes where it's like, I've seen, yeah, there's a meme format where it's like all the different most famous icons of a recycling bin or a trash can for different operating systems. And then like the last one is where you put something that you think is trash and then underneath it, you say, you know, where that thing you think is trash belongs to. In this case, the Sadie Hawkins pod thing, it, it would be a picture of me and it would say Sadie Hawkins pod hosts. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Now my mind is bent around this. I, it's not what I always thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was his arm crossed across his chest and hugging himself like it's Earth. It's Earth Day. I'm hugging myself. But no, it's his fist up in like uh like in a praise not in a pseudo praise ish sort of like he's like kept like for napoleon dynamite he's about yeah. to go yes yes <laughs> i have way more to say about the artwork than <laughs> this <laughs> the, the lyrics get a little morbid in this song don't die before me planet what's that you know debbie downer from saturday night live rachel dratch right <laughs> and it's like that'd be one of the things she'd say like oh, yeah. you know the planet is gonna die in this many years and it's like why you you know that's kind of what it makes me think of like ah the planet will be around for a little bit longer than 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 you or me or matt teeson <laughs> And one other thing about the lyrics that I had to note was how he says from the Golden Coast to the Jersey Shore. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's not very inclusive of Earth. That's a very American-centric <laughs> way of looking at it. Yeah, that's true. Um, unless you go the other way around the globe and you go from the Golden Shore of, of the West Coast around the globe the other way. Yeah, and f- the Midwest. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, I'd be saying like, all of america except for the jersey shore and california because you're skipping all of that you're going the other way around the earth oh yeah there you go you're barely just getting a tail end of both sides of of america earth day is an annual event on april 22nd to demonstrate support for environmental protection first held on april 22nd 1970 it now includes a wide range of events coordinated globally by earthday.org formerly earth day network including 1 billion people in more than 193 countries yeah this is actually this is pretty interesting um kind of just like how Earth Day came about. And I read somewhere, I don't know if it's going to come up again in the deep dive or not, but I read somewhere about how it's like the most like internationally celebrated holiday because, right. yeah, it's, it's... It's the most internationally celebrated secular holiday. Yeah. Because so like, I guess Christmas 
and Easter, maybe not even Easter. I maybe Easter is not even up there, but Christmas has definitely got to be the most celebrated holiday, right? And it's but it's religiously based. Yeah. So in 1969, uh, the United Nations Educational, Scientific, and Cultural Organization a conference in San Francisco. Peace activist John McConnell proposed a day to honor the earth and the concept of peace, the first to be observed on March 21st, 1970, the first day of spring in the Northern Hemisphere. This day of nature's equipoise was later sanctioned in a proclamation written by McConnell and signed by Secretary General Yu Thant at the United Nations. A month later, a United States senator... Gaylord Nelson proposed the idea to hold a nationwide environmental teach-in on April 22nd, 1970. He hired a young activist, Dennis Hayes, to be the national coordinator. Nelson and Hayes renamed the event Earth Day. Dennis and his staff grew the event beyond the original idea for a teach-in to include the entire United States. More than 20 million people poured out on the streets, and the first Earth Day remains the largest single-day protest in history. Key non-environmentally focused partners played major roles. Under the leadership of labor leader Walter Ruther, for example, the United Auto Works was the most instrumental outside financial and operational supporter of the first Earth Day. According to Hayes, without the UAW, the first Earth Day would have likely flopped. Nelson was later awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom awarded in recognition of his work. The first Earth Day focused on the United States. In 1990, Dennis Hayes, the original national coordinator in 1970, took it international and organized events in 141 nations. Do you have any memories from childhood of Earth Day? Because I remember in the 80s, there was a big push to, like, acknowledge Earth Day again, and McDonald's had a big part in that. Do you remember that? No. So I would have to think that I I don't have any time distinguishers for myself exactly. Like, when I try to think of something from childhood, I'll try to think of, like, oh, around that time I went to see The Little Mermaid, and then that'll give me, like, a time distinguisher. I don't really have anything like that, but I feel like this would probably be the mid to late 80s. And I was born in the late 80s. Well, yes. <laughs> so there was a, an event one year where McDonald's really pushed the idea of Earth Day. They had Earth Day toys. They had like separate recycling and compost and trash bins at McDonald's. Oh, wow. In the 80s, before you get that all oh, the time. Wow. Now, nowadays, you go to a public park and it's like, please put your plastic and your metal in this can and put everything else in this can. Well, before, in McDonald's now probably even still has some sort of like section for your bottles or whatever. But yeah, they had an actual, the three separate sections teaching you how to recycle at McDonald's. And I don't remember what the Earth Day toys were like or anything like that, but... There was something. I'm gonna look this up. That's cool. I remember we kind of did stuff like like for Earth Day and Girl Scouts growing up. I remember that Arbor Day was for some reason a really big deal in the Girl Scout organization. And I can't remember why. Maybe it had something to do with bridging, like when you move up to the next level of Girl Scouting. I can't remember now. So I typed in Earth Day McDonald's and the first thing that came up was like reviews. And eBay sales of Earth Day toys from 1993. So maybe it was not late 80s, or maybe they did it again in 93. I feel like 93 is later than this memory I'm having. 
wonder if anyone else out there, any other uh, boomers like me, remember the Earth Day toys at McDonald's. Oh, that's right. And they did a lot of stuff for trees as well. There was a lot of like, you know, every Happy Meal you buy will plant a tree and yeah, stuff. Yeah, trees were a big deal in the 90s. <laughs> Yeah. Replanting what the boomers tore down in the 80s was right. seemed to be a pretty big theme in the 90s. Yeah. Yeah. I remember there was, I mean, nowadays I think that there's still, this definitely still exists in different charities and stuff, but it was a, it was almost like a, like a national thing, like in the national consciousness, plant trees. Yeah. Do this thing and we'll plant a tree. Do this thing, we'll plant a tree. Now, there, yeah, there's all kinds of companies now that's like, hey, buy our Etsy thing and we'll plant a tree for everyone yeah. to buy. But back then, corporations were doing it. Yeah. It's like everything you buy, we'll plant a tree and all this stuff. And it was always like if, if you... Um, Got a special little Earth Day coupon book from your... I, I'm making this up, but it would be something like this. You get a little Earth Day coupon book from your school or your church or your after-school activity. And it'd be like, well, you get one of... You know, it's on the honor system. Like, do one of these good things and then go out and spend one of these coupons. And one of the things would always be, like, plant a tree. And I'd always be like, television, Nickelodeon, the Disney Channel is telling me we got to plant a tree. Dad, I want to plant a tree. And we never planted a tree. Plus, my parents had a huge, we had a huge yard. We had tons of trees in our backyard. We had a pretty big plot of land in Burlington, Massachusetts with a lot of trees. And I never got to plant my own tree. Aww. Was there a national paper shortage in the 90s? Is that why they did a big push for it? Or were we know. running out of oxygen? I mean, that might explain <laughs> a lot of the 90s. But... I feel like that would have been the tight of rainforest culture, of, of save yeah, the rainforest culture yeah. with Fern Gully. Yeah, came and out I think in the early 90s. Rainforest Cafe was like 92 That's or 93 right. is when they opened, something like that. Yeah. I have it on a t-shirt like in, the, in world, the bedroom. The world was finally take the world, everyone, it was not just the quote-unquote hippies, everyone was finally taking note of how yeah. rainforest devastation was going to, was, was affecting our planet, how it would affect our planet. And it all pushed backwards again into yeah. now where yeah. like climate change is not believed to be real. Like the whole world was saying like, yeah, even McDonald's what are we, can, we come, can we come back around to that guys yeah. please come on like we need to do something let's go plant more trees build more oceans whatever <laughs> build more oceans. so every website that came up in my deep dive like related specifically to reviews or anything of this specific Earth Day song is scrambled or a bot site now. Okay. And when I say scrambled, I mean like it, very small font with no periods, no like no right. proper spacing. It's like so hard to read. I do, however, have an album of the year dot org rating. Oh, nice. Not rated. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> well, never mind then. It's on there. Uh, details. April 22nd, 2017 release date. Uh, single format. Mono versus stereo label. Here's the Reliant K website. But yeah, no critic score and no user score. So albumoftheyear.org users, get out there. Rate this song. Josh Below or Baloo or Baloog. I'm not really sure how to pronounce mm. his last name. Apologies. Rated this song number 155 in his Reliant K song list ranked. Oh, 155. I knew that was going to come out. <laughs> <laughs> As I wrote this down in my notes, I knew it was. 
And don't forget this Earth Day to purchase your copy of complex infrastructure known as the female mind because there's only one left in stock on Amazon. Uh And that came up in my deep dive this week. (laughs) If you'd like to hear us talk about complex infrastructure known as the female mind, you can go over to SadieHawkinsPod.com. Wait, no. You can go to SadieHawkinsPod.com. Yeah, what am I doing? And there is a button there that you click to go to the Patreon. You can do that or you can go to Patreon.com slash SadieHawkinsPod. Yes. See, we do that. I don't say it. I like I never uh, promote the Patreon except in the commercial, which we record and then recycle. So as the good Earth Day kids, we are. (laughs) So if you want to go buy yourself a paper copy (laughs) of complex infrastructure known as the female mind and then put it directly in your recycling bin, then just go to Patreon.com slash Sadie Hawkins pod and listen to us read the book. It's much more Earth conscious, even though there is some computing power. It's nothing like an NFT. Hey, we should release our, when we finish our entire suite of reading through that book, we should release the whole thing as NFT. I'm only just kind of learning about NFTs now. Well, yeah, because we researched what uh, crypto even is, right? I had some idea what it was. Mining, because we didn't really get the whole idea of mining. Yeah, 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 exactly. I've never, I got it. Like, I got it in a sense, but I was missing a piece of it. And then we watched a YouTube video together and I was like, oh, okay, I got it. And it's basically like blockchain, right? And I've heard so many other like podcasts try to talk about blockchain and NFTs and they don't even know nearly as little as I know. (laughs) And then I'm like, well, that's definitely not correct what they're saying. So what I'm saying, I'm sure is also not correct, but it's slightly more correct than other podcasts. Basically like... An NFT is a is a digital file, preferably art, preferably some sort of art, whether it's a GIF or a picture or a movie file or a, or an a text album. file, a text file, an album, and that one specific copy of that file that you get as an NFT has this like blockchain signifier put on it that can never be removed, so you have the original absolute real nft one like a piece of art that you buy at auction for millions of dollars you have the actual real painting but there might be photos and scans and prints and posters of that painting out there in the world that you have nothing to do with you don't make money if you own whistler's mother in your house the painting you're not making because you're the owner of that painting you're not making money you're not the copyright holder of people who sell posters and prints and t-shirts of whistler's mother you're just the person who owns the painting so you literally own a gif and that's it you get nothing else in terms of like you don't get the copyright that's on that gif just because you own the nft it's like you're literally just owning a digit one specific digital file and you say i'm the owner of that digital file and nothing else uh, Kevin Smith is releasing his next movie as an NFT. And this is particularly where I heard this one podcast talking about it. And like, they weren't, I was like, I don't think what they were saying was correct. They were saying like, he's like basically selling the movie 
outright to like whatever NFT buyer wants to get it. Basically like an art buyer, like an art auction. But I, I like, I don't think that means they get, and the, this other podcast was confused and they thought that meant that whoever bought the NFT would have all rights to the movie, like you're a distribution company or a studio. But I don't think that's it. You're just buying one specific file and you say, I own the original absolute digital file, but I have no other rights to the content of the movie right it's kind of like how it's an alternate to it's more of a sure thing where with like itunes and stuff if you purchase sometimes albums or like it's happened to me with movies or tv shows just because you have purchased that on itunes doesn't mean you actually own it right you're like licensing it so yeah. when they decide to take it down if you don't have that ba- a backup saved somewhere of that download you lose it it doesn't matter that you already paid for it An NFT is basically saying, yes, you own this, like as if you own a physical poster or a physical movie in your home. Right. And it feels really weird to people who are like, well, it's not a physical object. How can you own a how can you own one copy of a GIF, even though that or GIF? How can you own one copy of a GIF, even though that GIF exists out in the Internet in literally trillions of copies all over the place? It's like, well, they just do. How does one person own a own a painting in their home or a sculpture but then that picture is in bo- that picture that sculpture is in books and on merchandise and all kinds of stuff it's really kind of weird and sort of dumb because also who cares <laughs> it's just it's like it's this inflating right. market welcome to our relying k blockchain <laughs> podcast <laughs> Like crypto, I think is something. Crypto money is something I think people. Cryptocurrency, I think, is something people were just wrapping their heads around when this whole other idea came out. But the other problem with NFT is like the computing power to make it work, to 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 like make it unhackable that this person actually owns the one original file that they claim they're owning, and it doesn't matter how many copies exist out there. You can always identify which digital copy is the real one that sold for millions of dollars the computing power to do that to make it unhackable like hurts the environment which i think cryptocurrency also does but i think you you have millions of units of cryptocurrency or billions or trillions of units of cryptocurrency and maybe like the the environmental impact of one dollar of cryptocurrency isn't as bad as like the environmental impact of one nft right something like that yeah. In a society where we're trying to help the environment, we're going on this new crazy fad where it hurts the environment. Yeah. <laughs> there was this... It's history repeating. I wonder if I could find it. There was this uh, like environmental commercial I saw one time with Holly Hunter, of all people. And I thought you were going to talk about the Smokey the Bear one from the 70s, where it's like this like sexy husky voiced lady who's like hey help the trees or whatever she says and then eventually she like un- <laughs> she like pulls her face off and she's smoky the bear underneath <laughs> yeah. so I, f- I found this ad so i was always this came out 12 years ago and i i'm so glad i was able to find it because i just typed in holly hunter environmental commercial so i saw this like years ago and it made an impact on me because at the time i was like here's here's the commercial By purchasing digital music online, you can help conserve the oil consumed in transporting CDs to and from the store. Answer the call. You're a bad man, Superman. (laughs) That's the Holly Hunter impression we do in the house all the time. You're a bad man, Superman. I think that originated from from our friend John. 
who may um, be listening. Hey, John. Yeah. <laughs> so he is a patron now. I know. So that Holly Hunter commercial, I saw it, I guess, maybe 12 years ago, because that's when it was put on YouTube. And I was like, this doesn't make a total... It does make a little bit of sense, because physical media does have the problem of making a horrible impact. on. As much as I love physical media, I love bookstores and record stores and video game stores, as much as I love those things, you just see the piles of physical media that, like... Just he paused because our, our light, we have one weird light above <laughs> us that, that keeps just intermittently going out. And suddenly it was like the skies opened <laughs> and the, the light came back on. So when you think about like the, the millions of CDs that nobody cares about that are pennies today and how they all just get thrown in trash and in, 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 in and then you come along and, and fish them out and bring them into our home yeah but the thing is like yeah some of those cds i actually don't want like there's so many cds billions of cds and like no one really wants them so yes it's true like you know some of the way physical media has been cur- the expectation on it has been curbed is better for our environment and like to not have as much making of these cds out of oil and and then they just get thrown in the trash eventually when nobody wants them but at the same time i saw this 12 this commercial 12 years ago and i was like but i like cds and and, and i don't know <laughs> but if, you're also using energy and you're using energy for the mp3s yeah. and you're throwing away computers and you're throwing away phones to listen to these things so i don't know if if the uh, environmental impact between all the physical media we used to print and now all the computing power and the computing devices like flash drives to save these things on and computers to run them and phones to have them and ipods to play them I don't know if it if it actually washes it evens out. out. Yeah. So twelve years ago, whatever this particular environmental charity was trying to accomplish by saying stop buying CDs and only use MP3s. I love that she's using like a first gen iPod color or whatever mini. That's not the <laughs> mini, but do you remember right. those? That was my first iPod. Was I had the green? It was like an apple green one. This is by Support Live Earth. Is the name of the group. It's only got 1,000 views. It's so funny that, like, wow. this thing that probably no one has... You know, it's just one of those random things where you, like, see something and it just... You never forget it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else is Holly Hunter up to on YouTube? <laughs> the trailer for Incredibles 2. <laughs> she was interviewed on the Kelly Clarkson show with Ted Ted Danson and Holly Hunter share the most memorable pre-fame jobs on the Kelly Clarkson. Well, where's Kelly Clarkson? Who? What an episode. Which... Who, who did... Wait, is Kelly Clarkson interviewing the two of them together? Or no, it's it looks like it's over over uh, FaceTime, Dan. Okay, so it's Kelly Clarkson in her studio interviewing Holly Hunter and Ted Danson <laughs> together. I guess they must be on some something together. This also came up in my deep dive: the Johnny and the Sprites live on stage. This has come up before, and I keep meaning to look into it. But Johnny and the Sprites is an American children's musical television show that aired every weekend on the Playhouse Disney Block on Disney Channel. And so apparently that show had a live on stage for a while and Reliant K did the theme song for the live on stage version. Now, I've Googled this. I cannot find this. So if anyone has a copy of that or something, please send it in because I cannot find it anywhere. I'm on the Wikipedia. In 2011, the theme song was rewritten and sung by Reliant K for Disney Junior Live on Stage. The series is aimed for children ages 3 to 10 years old. Huh. 
well, that's some possible Reliant K lost media, unless they were thinking of, like, Switchfoot or something. No, Ooh. oh, it's on Wikipedia, right? Okay. Ooh, it, it, uh, it's, it was produced by and starred John Tartiglia, who's most famous for his work on Avenue Q. We, we were just talking about Avenue Q last week, I yeah, think. Yeah, because we, we, we were talking about uh, Book of Mormon, because we found a Book of Mormon shipping video oh, on YouTube. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Because it's the same guy, plus the South Park guys. So the show's theme song was written by Stephen Schwartz, and each episode of the show features a musical number, many of which are written by various notable Broadway composers, such as Gary Adler, Bobby Lopez, Lawrence O'Keefe, Michael Patrick, Walker, and others. Interesting. But yeah, so I cannot find anything else about... The Playhouse Disney, or Disney Junior, sorry, live on stage. And the music from it. So I, I cannot find this Reliant K song. Interesting. Or any other mention or note of it outside of this Wikipedia page. And what year was this show? Oops. Uh, it said 2011 was the live one. <laughs> I accidentally closed the, I took her phone and closed the thing. Okay, so if it's 2011, I'm just trying to figure out in terms of like, people that we are able to talk to and ask about it. Like, I guess we could send Brad Moist a follow-up email and it's like, do you know about this? Yeah. <laughs> ask Schneck. Uh, yeah, he would have been around in 2011. Yep. Okay, so yeah, we'll figure that. We'll try to figure that out if anyone else doesn't know about it. That any listeners don't know about it, but please let us know if you do. Um, so with that, why don't we let everyone think about whether or not they remember this <laughs> and we'll go take our break and we'll be right back. If you enjoy Sadie Hawkins Pod, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and interact with the show by calling our voicemail line 402-95-SADIE. You can send an email to sadiehawkinspod at gmail.com and visit our Instagram and Twitter, which are both at sadiehawkinspod. You can also visit sadiehawkinspod.com for the link to our T Public store for shirts, mugs, and stickers, including two brand new designs following in the history of all of Reliant K's logo parody merch, we have a Chick-fil-A parody design. And to prove to everyone that we are in fact the most punk rock podcast, we have a new Black Flag logo parody. You know, something that's original and that we could really call our own for once. We also want to thank our patrons over at patreon.com slash sadiehawkinspod. There's JR, Jarrett, Eric, Joel, Connor, Michael, Helen, Samantha, Roxanne, Jimmy Eat Pod, This Might Be a Podcast, Tucker, David, and Brady. You can sign up at our Patreon for bonus episodes, which include us reviewing the songs from KS for Karaoke and reading through the complex infrastructure book. Ooh. Treat yourself right in 2021 with Sadie Hawkins Pod, the door to a happy, healthy life. <laughs> okay, that's what I thought. So it, this ran at Disney Hollywood Studios. Oh, okay. And also at California Adventure and uh, Walt Disney Studios Park. Now, wait, are they sure they weren't thinking of They Might Be Giants, actually? (laughs) Because They Might Be Giants do so much, have done so much work for Disney, like the Playhouse theme song. And a couple of their kids' albums were released by Disney record labels. Like, that'd be funny if... I think the last thing I saw in that... Uh, in that theater in MGM was the Bear in the Big Blue House live on stage. 
which oh, ran yeah. from 1999 to 2001. That's the one that I mostly remember. I we pro- I probably definitely saw this at some point because I remember Roly Polioli and the Book of Pooh and Stanley. I do remember that. So I think I did go in at least once during that time, but not not again after that. Probably like right after they rebranded, maybe. I feel like. We and gotta... we could have gone because when Reliant K redid it in 2011 and we uh, had moved back to Florida for a short period of time. Right. Then, so. <laughs> I wonder, to find it, probably what we really have to do is not search Reliant K, but just search that specific Playhouse show Disney live on stage, and yeah. And try to find people's videos of it. like Or sorry, Disney Junior live on stage. Yeah. Full disclosure, we have just taken, like, a, an, an additional break for, like, 20 minutes trying to find this. And I think that it's not real. I just... <laughs> because if I, even on the Wikipedia, I clicked into the Wikipedia for the Disney Junior Live on stage and to each park. And it doesn't even list Johnny and the Sprites. If it wasn't for the most cursed YouTube page I have ever seen, I, I would not think that Johnny and the Sprites was even an act on Playhouse Disney Live on stage. <laughs> so... Yeah, okay. So the fact that it's that the only place that really talks about this is the Johnny and the Sprites YouTube page, which by the way, I couldn't wrap my head around what you were saying until I started getting into this YouTube deep dive with you. It's a show where a man in a sweater has a bunch of little Muppet-esque friends and their sprites and they go around. I'm sure they learn stuff. They talk about stuff. Kid show. Cool. Um, We found like a fully taped 2011 Disney Junior live show. It had stuff like, you know, Bob the Builder or whatever it's called. Not Bob the Builder, but uh, the little builder man. Mandy fix it. The, Handy yeah, Mandy. Handy and, and and the little Einstein people and the Pirates characters. The Captain Jake and Hope, the Neverland Pirates. Jake and the, it had all of the Disneyland shows in like these full, beautiful animatronic puppets that if I was a kid back then, if I was a kid... When I was a kid back in the 80s, they didn't have stuff like this where it literally looks like the cartoon come to life. I would have would have blown my mind as a kid. Nothing about Johnny and the Sprites in that show from 2011 that was taped. What are you talking about? The Mr. Toad's Wild Ride totally <laughs> looks like hell. <laughs> You're right. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride is the original <laughs> Christian hell house. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, what I'm, what I, yeah, what I mean is like, what, what am I even saying? This totally melted our mind. So the fact that it's only on this very obscure Disney Channel show's Wikipedia, where someone just wrote in, I'm sure with no specific citation, Reliant K re-recorded the theme song for the live show. We can't even find proof that the live show existed. There's My prevailing theory right now is somebody went to the to a live show of the, at one time and maybe if maybe someone in their family was like I think this is recorded by Reliant K and then they just went on Wikipedia and put it in there for example I've seen a number of times since we've been doing this podcast and I creep on everyone who tweets about Reliant K people who say Reliant K did all the music for VeggieTales they didn't they did two songs for VeggieTales that are one of them is reused all the time their cover of pirates but they didn't write any music for veggie tales that was all written in-house by their staff themselves right but if you're a person who hears reliant k you know reliant k you heard they did some music they did two songs for for veggie tales you get confused you go on wikipedia you add 
Reliant K did all the music for VeggieTales. You don't, and then if VeggieTales is too big a show, that people on the Wikipedia would notice that that false fact is there and eventually remove it. How many Johnny and the Sprite stands are out there and are like combing the Wikipedia on a regular basis and saying, oh, this fact isn't real? I don't know, but I would think these these YouTubers that only have three subscribers and one video, which is the behind the ears for Johnny and the Sprites (laughs) live on stage. Randy and Robbie's VHS dot 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 night. YouTube won't even let me read the rest of it unless that's just in there. Oh, VHS channel, I guess. No, see, this has to be different because this is a big amphitheater and this is the guy who plays Johnny from Johnny and the Sprites. So this is something different entirely. I think someone just added it to the Wikipedia of Johnny and the Sprites. Unless we can be like totally shocked to find that it's true. I think someone like mixed up Reliant K with something else or just decided to put this fact on there just for the heck of it. Yeah, maybe they got confused and they were like, oh, we went to the stage, the touring concert and it sounds like Reliant K, sure. Maybe on the same day they went to see Reliant K at Rock the Universe and earlier that day they'd been to see Johnny and the Sprites live at MGM Studios and the kid got confused and then a couple years later they're old enough to be editing Wikipedia and they're like no I really remember Reliant K was up on stage with with Johnny and the Sprites. There was a similar thing on MXPX's discography on Wikipedia. Someone had just entered that they played at Oz. Someone had entered that they their a, a live performance of Wrecking Hotel Rooms was on an Ozfest compilation, Ozfest being a heavy metal festival, and I think someone just entered it as like a joke just to see how long it would sit there. Eventually, I removed it because like I looked into it and like Reliant K- MXPX never played Ozfest. They played some sort of special day where Warp Tour and Ozfest were like in the same town and they kind of like came together, but they never played Ozfest. They're not on any Ozfest CD. There's no live recording of Wrecking Hotel Rooms to be found you know, any special officially released one. So I think this is just someone having confusion or playing games on Wikipedia. Right. (laughs) And it sent us down a half an hour rabbit hole, some of which was on mic and some of which wasn't, (laughs) trying to figure this out. Chasing sprites. I want a sprite. (laughs) Maybe their friend in the industry told them that Reliant K. Maybe they had... Maybe they had a friend, I mean, quote unquote, friend in the industry told me that Reliant K re-recorded. And it put, especially because it says here, I'm looking at the Johnny and the Sprites Wikipedia. I know you read it, but I got to read it again and and go through it. In 2011, the theme song of Johnny and the Sprites was rewritten and sung by Reliant K for Disney Junior Live on stage. What does that mean, rewritten? That doesn't mean anything. (laughs) yeah. So it just, it seems to me like... Did someone... they get their memory of VeggieTales, Pirates Who Don't Do Anything, confused with Johnny and the Sprites? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Because you know how you, you, you're you a kid and you like see something that you love and it interacts with some other thing that you love and yeah. then like you get older and you're like, yeah, these two things crossed over and you're like so convinced it was that, but it was actually something else. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. So... <laughs> What what you got for YouTube stuff, Dan? Not much. <laughs> we really only have one cover by Adam Goff. 
Um, so let's go find that. Oh, and then of course we have, you know, before we get to Adam, Adam's cover, let's go to the only known or the at least the only recorded live performance of this by the band. This is from the aforementioned Earth Day live stream. They played the song. Uh, and this is the YouTube upload of that. Here you go, Brinson. All right. Wait, let me let me tune up real quick. I think we've given them enough time to join us. So here we go. Never before heard. You ready? Yes. It's a. It's Earth Day, everybody. Can you believe it? One, two, three. Happy Earth Day to. So there was a candle sitting on Hoops' keyboard, and then he held, put it in his hand at the end of the song and held it out to Hoops and said, blow Tyson's it out. Tyson's keyboard. Make... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What did I say? I said Hoops? Yeah. I'm really hungry. I'm just really hungry. <laughs> that so might account for Tyson why I was his a... dirt cake yeah. made of literal dirt out oh, to yeah. Hoops, and he, I forgot about and the they, dirt cake from you know, they blow out the candle, and then Tyson proceeds to eat some after they have a little, little dirt fight. Right. Cute. Earth Day cute. <laughs> so I'm incredibly hungry, and I doubt that it explains all of my awful behavior from earlier, but it, it accounts for, I hope it accounts for some of it. I don't know. Well, here is Adam Goff's cover, and he is the only person to do a cover of this song that I found. And he kept in spirit not only of the song itself, but of Reliant K's live stream that premiered it. Uh, he sat here in the door during a during a light rain. Nice. And it's really nice. It's basically oh, I love the exact it. same setup. That's great. It looks like a Norwegian crime drama. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's this beautiful contrast of outside the door is like With this all these lovely trees, lovely green trees, and must be their driveway. 
In a minivan. And then, but then framed around that is like their house and the cameras on the ground. And Adam is sitting on the ground playing, about to play the song. With the door open. Yeah. So this is a very nice setup, but in, in the hands of a different cinematographer, this would be like the setup to a murder show. <laughs> I just want to say that I know I didn't correct Danny, and I do know that the Gold Coast is referring to Australia. I don't want to have another sunrise and sets over the Pacific moment. (laughs) This is the worst Earth Day ever. I needle at Jessica at the beginning. I act like a misogynist. I get my Australia facts wrong again. This is the worst Earth Day ever ever i hate it I that hate was it. really beautiful adam that was a beautiful cover you just it really was a beautiful cover you like i love Adam's that beautiful cover with the fact that i'm just a total piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> all it's right it's okay i all love right. you no you don't but that's fine <laughs> no you love me oh been a year it's been a been a time so anyway it's been a year filled with problems and now this podcast is here not at all to solve them well i got a reply from john schneck by dm and he said he's never heard of johnny and the sprites or relying there we go with it and then if it if it happened it was done in secret apart from him uh i'm gonna see if i can send it to mystery solved yeah but as far as i'm concerned yeah it's they were thinking of veggie tales or something no citation on it either. So, Jessica. Yes. I was going to ask, do you like this song better, the same, or less than when we first did it? But instead, I'm going to ask, do you hate me <laughs> hate me more, <laughs> like me less, or love me even less than when we started this podcast?
like this song more now. I do too. 